Thanks for tuning in to your day off podcast, hosted by your boys, Corey and Tony. I think by the end of today, I might have another best friend. They're committed to making you fall in love with the hair industry, one podcast at a time. Uh, you're going to grab a lot of information. Yeah, you're going to learn a lot. Presented by Hair Industry. Ladies and gentlemen, this is it. Your day off podcast will begin after a word from our sponsors. I'm sitting with my best friend Tony. What's up, buddy? What's happening, brother? Nothing, man. So uh we got a lot of stuff going on this fall, and uh we have a couple conversations. I don't know where we're going with this, but listen, we have a couple conversations later today because we are gearing up for Presley Poe 3.0. Um, I'm not gonna announce anything else, but um, but trust me, trust me, trust me. When we announce our, our artist list, you're gonna be well, I can say that Presley will be there. Right. But aside from Presley, <laughs> but, but aside from Presley, uh, we can't really chat about just it. Just keep yet. getting bigger and better, and uh, yeah, it's dude, it's exciting. I, it's so exciting. It's amazing. I mean, you know, to be we're such fans of the industry, and then it's very, very cool that the people that we look up to want to work with us. You know, and I'm so excited for for Presley Poe 3.0 or Presley Poe and Friends 3.0. Um, Again, it's happening in Maryland. That's going to be March 25th and 26th. I promise you, mark off. Yeah. You know, mark off. You're going to want to be there because the artists that we're bringing in are some of the some of the biggest names in the industry, literally. And and that's not even that's not even hyperbole. Yeah. And, and I think the thing I love about it most is that uh, the artists that 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 come, I mean, you get the opportunity to, to get real close and intimate and literally have real conversation. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when you go to the big shows, they're usually on stage and then they disappear yep. here. You, you'll be able to, to literally have a cocktail with them and, and pick their brain and just, just really engage in conversation. Yeah. And you get to, you get to, the cool thing is you get to bond with them as people, not as, not as the person in front of the big stage in front of you, but as a person that's, you know, at some point in their career worked, you know, uh, behind the chair, just like you. Mm, Some of them still do work behind the chair, just like you, but, uh, but, 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 you know, you get to see them, you you get to actually meet them and, 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 and feel the vibe. Yeah. And same. I I love to, to be able to be there and and have a cocktail with them or just, just, just to be with them. Yeah. Although, I mean, the truth, the truth is, is that, you know, through the podcast, we've, we've been invited to a couple cool parties. So we were like, how can we bring that party back to our hometown? You know, how can we bring like really cool people in the room and, 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 and have a drink and have a conversation with them? Because that has certainly, it's really cool. Cause that's been the highlight of kind of doing the podcast, you know, not, uh, not the highlight, but a highlight of doing the podcast. And it's really cool that we can kind of recreate that for other people, you know, just to be able to have normal conversation with the artists that you love. Yeah. And boy, you're going to love these artists. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, it's, yeah, the name, I can't name drop, but it's, it's, it's pretty impressive. Well, Presley will be there. We can say Presley. Yeah. Presley Poe and friends. We She's always talk. impressive though. <laughs> She's, yeah, dude. That's how we can do a whole podcast about how impressive she is. So uh, that once again, that's March 25th and 20th in the great state of Maryland. Um, please 
trust me it, it is a saturday sunday but trust me you're going to want to be there we're we're kicking off the entire show season um and there's only going to be 150 seat uh, uh tickets available for saturday um so uh you trust you want to get it early on mark off yada yada, yada. so once again, we have, again, through the podcast, we were introduced um, years ago to Mr. Michael Cole. Michael, Mr. Michael Cole is, is I, I have all the world's admiration for him. Um, he's just the warmest, nicest, sweetest guy that, that you'll ever meet in the industry. And Michael uh, introduced us to our guests today. And, and, if, and if Michael says you should be following someone, you should be following them. Yeah, and Michael's the, he, he's another individual that, gives 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 in the industry that uh you can tell that he loves so much and um you know anybody that that does that um of course we're going to uh you know when he when he speaks our ears perk yeah yeah there's no doubt about it so today our guest is serena woods um i got it out so yeah. <laughs> anyone listening in 50 times before i was saying serena williams it's the serena with the w but serena woods serena woods. i try to stomp them but <laughs> no no better no, no. name before you caught me off guard <laughs> well i literally read it off the piece of paper as i was saying it but so for those of you that don't know Serena Woods, she um she her Instagram is boundaries for stylists. You know, boundaries is something that we talk a whole lot about, especially on 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 the uh, on the socials. Um, so I, I kind of want to get into it because I have a love hate relationship with boundaries. So I'm sure we're going to get into that with Miss Serena. But but um, uh, Serena comes from the right place when it comes to boundaries. So um, I, I just want to kind of uh, start that conversation. But before we get into boundaries, I, I kind of want to learn about Serena Woods and um and and find out what her what her journey's been like what do yeah. you think oh 100 and and when it comes to boundaries i'm like you i'm always in a love-hate relationship because you know it, it it's a it's a subject that we need so desperately but at the same time i think we're so scared of it yeah you know what i mean yeah, yeah. and 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 scared of the the results of it so uh, I, I'm really looking forward to get into that, but like you said, more important is like let's get into uh, Serena's uh, story and find out who she is and and why uh, she does what she does. Let's do it. So, Miss Serena Woods, welcome to your day off. Thank you so much for having me. This is this is going to be fun. Yeah, yeah, we can't uh, wait, dude. Yeah, we 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 <laughs> we love talking, especially with with people that that you know what I mean. We haven't had really had a chance to really bond before, and so you know you're going to get to know us as as we get to know you and uh this conversation can go anywhere yeah yeah pretty much you know i hope so, it does right I hope, it, I hope it goes anywhere and everywhere so serena where are you from uh oh man i was born out west i was born in utah i've moved around my whole life um well, what is it hold on what's going on with utah like we have so many hairdresser friends from you i thought the state had like 12 people in the entire state and but like maybe all of my hairdressers i don't know but we have so many friends that are hairdressers in Utah. I I was only born there. I never actually lived there. So I need to go visit there. I uh and my mom was buried there, so I need to go visit go visit there. Yeah. I don't uh, know. So I don't you, know what's up with Utah. Dude, it, it it's crazy. It's like every other hairdresser we talk to is from Utah or or has some Utah connection. It's it, it's beautiful, man. You know, and they're it's all in the salt water. Hairdressers. 
and amazing people. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right on, right on. So, so, so where did you... You come from the, good stock, I yeah. guess. Good Utah I got, stock. <laughs> I got that Utah stock. No, where I, I've done hair in... Uh, I graduated hair school when I was living in Washington, D.C., um, had some advanced education there. Oh, uh, oh, oh, oh. we're going to stop. Yeah, okay. Okay. Well, that's where we are, right? Oh, no, I didn't know that. Right no, on. We're on the Maryland side of D.C. So so you, did you go to hair school here? Uh, Grand Web Academy for hair and art. Oh, stop. Stop. Really? Are you serious? No kidding. We yeah. had Grand Web on the podcast. Mr. Webb. No way. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's where I was when I graduated hair school. Uh, I lived there for. Uh, okay, so I lived in Woodbridge. Yeah. Yeah, like right on Route One. Uh, and then. I grew uh, up in DC. Yeah, hold on. Yeah, hold on. Oh yeah, so I was married she's to talking a guy. Our love language. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was married to a guy who was in the military. I'm no longer married to him now, but being married to someone in the military, you get to move around to some cool spots. And being a hairdresser, you can work anywhere. Just get your license there. So it was kind of awesome. That's so. Was uh, was wow. Gerard there when you were there? Um, you know hey. what? It's been like it was 1998. So I'm not gonna. I don't remember. I mean, honestly. we were there in '93. And I didn't. I, I, I just took the advanced classes there. I didn't actually get my um, my tr- my basic training there. So um, the woman who taught was from London. She had really short red hair, awesome hair. She taught classic cutting, razor cutting, all of that stuff. That's where I got all of that advanced education. Graham Webb. Because I worked at Bubbles at McLean. McLean. Yeah, I worked at Bubbles. That was my very first hair job. Oh, wow. Because I worked at PR Partners in McLean. Right on. Uh, What's the mall there? There's one across the street from the other. Yes, Tyson's Corner. I wasn't at Galleria. I was at Tyson's Corner right outside of Lord & Taylor at Bubbles. That is... It was the best. Mm -hmm. I was there in 98. So I, yeah, I, I, all of the classes that I took, so I started hair school in 98. Um, I was there taking those advanced classes um, through Bubbles uh, in 1999. So probably, do you remember who I'm talking to or who I'm talking about? The woman with the, the, she's from London. She was pregnant when she was teaching and she was going to name her daughter Gemma. Does that ring a bell at all? No. Uh-uh. That, that was about five years after we were there, though. So they had, they had oh, okay. a of London okay. artists that, would, that, that went through there. But yeah, we had opportunity. I mean, that's just, a, to that's just a spec. Yeah, we had opportunity to go to Grand Web at, in London. And we did. And, and we did. And it was, it was amazing. Yeah. The education that I got there um, was so like foundational so strong i use it on every single every single head of hair yeah that's so cool yeah unfortunately they're not around anymore uh no. they end up selling and they got uh closed moonlighted i think is what graham yeah, said they got yep. moonlighted yeah, <laughs> yeah anyway. listen to that one graham starts crying when he talks about moonlighting the brand and stuff it was it, it was a crazy podcast uh, yeah. oh, wow. company bought them out to shut it down so yeah, yeah, yeah. but it, oh no that's not that's, i don't like that story no mm-hmm. no no that's not, no it wasn't that yeah. was anyways so so from <laughs> see where'd you end up okay so from there i moved to cape cod i took some advanced training um there's aveda institute had a satellite school um, right outside of boston so i took all of their advanced education um and lived there for several years and then finally moved to 
Chicago, did a little hair there, didn't live there very long, and then I moved to Missouri. So I've worked in a commission salon, I've worked in booth rent salons, um, I've worked in a studio, I had my own studio for a bit, and then grew out of that and, uh, and then made the salon that I have now. And are you commission-based there? Yes. That's all, How many operators? Uh, there's five of us total. Oh, that's cool. And, uh, yeah. The salon looks so cute. Yeah, totally. Thank does. you. you uh, if, I'm really proud of it. If you're listening to this uh, and you want to see the, the the salon, go to Spotify because we have, we'll have the video up on 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 Spotify um, on your Spotify app, and you can just you can follow right on. I feel like Joe Rogan. We have a video podcast on Spotify, <laughs> but yeah, we have a video podcast on Spotify. So uh, so yeah, if you want to see the salon, uh, take a peek. Stop by if you want some fresh air. There's a lot of. <laughs> So many plants in there. It looks yeah. so cool. Man. Tons of plants. Yeah. I mean, I, I designed this myself and um, I had a very specific purpose because I'm trying to create a very specific experience for my customers. And, what, what, and what's that experience? How would you how would you define that? Well, it was born out of um, what I created with my studio. So with a studio, it's just you and your client and um, everything is uh magnified, you know, because it's just the two of you. So you have to be really, really purposeful with um, sight, smell, sounds, all that good stuff. And I created something that I like the business coming in, I couldn't keep up with it. So I either had to grow or, or just that's like quit, not quit, but just like that I capped off. So I needed more hands. And um, whenever I was coming up with the idea for this place, a lot of my clients are like, I don't want to lose the private aspect. I don't want to lose the calming aspect. And so I had to get really creative. And um, so I made five individual pods. They're semi-private, um, but each stylist has their own space. And the client, the shampoo bowl is in there. Everything is in there. The client never has to leave that space. And we don't double, double book, so they're not sharing their time with anybody. And so... Most of like my boundaries, the way I've set everything up, this entire system that I have here was born out of being an introvert um, in the industry, in a small space, needing to create an experience that fed both of us um, and didn't just completely wear me out and drain me at the end of, at the end of the day. Wow, that's so cool. So, I, okay, I, I've never really seen the pods before, except, I mean, now that you mentioned it, I can see kind of like through the mirror there, that one, that, that number four uh, studio. Do you want to see it? Yeah, 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 take us for a tour. All right. I'll turn on. This is my space. Oh, that's so cool. So if you're listening in, she's actually giving us a tour of one of the small pods. And yes, it looks like a, it almost looks like a small studio, but it's within, but it's within what would traditionally be known as like a commission-based salon, you know, but, oh, look at that. That's so cool. So they're all identical. We all have our own like stations where we work. I don't have any of the lights turned on, so it's not as cozy. So so what's that, Serena, what's that bar area right there to the, to our right? Well, there are workstations. Oh, that's so cool. This is where we um, this is where we hang out like while our clients are processing. Because we do our social media there. We do um, education like the online education is fantastic right now. So we do education. We do all of our planning, um, eating, drinking water, taking care of ourselves, uh, sticking in our AirPods. Uh, reading books. I mean, we're very, 
uh, we're very different. <laughs> yeah, dude, I kind of, I, I dig that. I, I, I think I've seen yeah. it all. And then she builds pods inside of her, 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 her salon. Right. Genius. Genius. That, the, that's so, the clients that, love it. I'm sure they do. That's very, very, and um, I love the, uh, the, the not double booking aspect as well. It's almost like you've done that. You've done like a studio on like, you've scaled like a studio without being a, another studio in town. Yes. Yes. And also when, and you walk, when you walk into the pod, it's, it still feels open. It doesn't necessarily feel like you're enclosed in. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's a perfect balance. And I um, was paying attention to the, the way the acoustics would work. So when you're in here, you can hear the music. Um, my husband is a sound engineer, so he helped me like uh, hang speakers in such a way to where you can hear the music the same all throughout the space. And um, you can hear the murmur of people talking. And I bought everybody Dyson blow dryers because they're much quieter. So we don't have like that frequency happening in here. Um, cell phone sounds aren't allowed in here. I don't have a receptionist or a front desk. Um, because everything is online. So all of our business activity is online and all of our serving activity is one-on-one -on -one in this space. Dude, man, this is amazing. So you see why I need boundaries to protect it. Heck yeah. But it's the boundaries that we all talk about that we need. Like we need to know how to let people know that they can't mistreat our schedules. They need to be respectful but how to do that without being emotional, making it feel personal, um, having confrontations. Like I've spent five years figuring out how to do that. But how, how did, how, when did this start like kind of like brewing when you, when you were in a studio or, or when you came into the salon, the, the boundaries? Um, boundaries. Um, so when you're in, when I was in uh a booth rent salon, there are no boundaries. I mean, everybody is kind of uh, their own business. And I, I was constantly like bumping butts with other stylists while, while we're working just back to back. And they, people run their businesses different. Um, so uh, the need for boundaries has been there. It's just how to do it. And then whenever I got my um, studio, I was terrified of um, failing and nobody liking what I made. So I, I put in a lot of effort to making it sort of a sanctuary for people whenever they came in. And, um, but I didn't want walk-ins because I, um, I, you can't control the, you can't control anything with walk-ins. You can't control your career with walk-ins. You just kind of get whatever comes to you. And that's an awesome way to build. But once you've built and you're full and you have things that you prefer to do and things that you prefer not to do, you can start to sort of cultivate this career. And it's harder to do that when you're taking walk-ins. Also being an introvert, I need to know how my day um, looks because there's a certain amount of energy that I can, that I can give um, for work and then still have me and, cause I have four kids also and a husband. And so I have a full life outside of the salon and I just needed to have that balance. So it was born out of necessity, like all of the problems that I would typically face in a salon, just the problems or challenges, however you want to phrase it, because it's, it's been with us the same. We've been using the same template. So we have the same problems. The innovation comes with dealing with the problems. 
And I've innovated in a way that sort of helps you avoid the problems. So I reversed engineered challenging situations because you're like, how can I, how could I have avoided this? What could I have done? And you can always back up and find a spot where if I hadn't said yes here, or if I hadn't agreed to, you know, whatever, then, um, cause you can feel it in your body whenever, when you're given a choice and you're like, Oh, I, I don't, I don't get a good vibe from this, but you still move forward because like, you don't have the language to get out of it. I, I came up with the language. I reverse engineered everything all the way back to only ideal clients end up in my chair. I never have to, I never have to deal with that stuff anymore. Can you give us an example of one of the things that you reverse engineered? Okay. Yes. Um, let me see. Some of the problems that reverse engineering has solved is a poor match between client and stylist because there are clients who could, and, and they've, I've heard them talking. Um, and you guys have heard people talking about like, you know, she just wouldn't talk to me. Like I, it was like pulling teeth trying to get her to talk to me. And it was just so painfully awkward. And, um, or a stylist, like trying to get a client to talk to them and just like the miss, just not clicking at all, not meshing at all. And I'm, I'm thinking, you know, the one who's quiet is like needs clients who are also quiet. The one who likes to talk and, and, um, just gets fed off of that social, gets fed from the social interaction. They need to be matched up together. So in the consultation, you could ask, are you energized by social interaction or are you kind of drained by social interaction? Because as a service provider, you want to feed that client. You don't want to take from that client, but nobody really talks about that. They, but I do because, because I, I have to protect my energy. So I think of these things, but there are tons of stylists who are also drained by social interaction. And at the end of their day, they're super drained. Why can't we find a way to, to match, like find better matches for each other, um, stylist and client, instead of just taking whatever comes to you. Like there's, it's a relationship that you're building. So so set it up for success, set it up for loyalty, set it up for life-changing, life-changing collaborations when you're creating uh, this art for your client. That is so true, too. I remember when uh, I used to be in a commission salon, I'm in a studio suite now, but like when, like I do have a lot of those clients that like to just come in and close their eyes and relax and not do a whole lot of talk and just kind of like it's their Zen time. But then I had a client or a uh, coworker next to me who is like high energetic, like conversation. And, and all they want to do is, is talk, 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 which is nothing wrong with it. But my client, when we're sitting right next to it, they, you know, they're getting drained just by listening to the conversation next to them, you know, but you're right. There's so many different uh, clients that, prefer different things and to find out in that consultation, what they're looking for is very important. I, I love that. That's one of the things that we do. And we, um, well, she's avoided that by just having the pods, right? Like it, it, it's still, in, it still is that intimate kind of conversation. Even if, even if, you know, two pods down, they're having like a lot of conversation. Exactly. Like, it, because I think one, two, three, three of us here are introverts. Two of us are extroverts. And I'm only using that. I'm using that term a ton right now, but um, some are energized by social interaction. Some are drained by it. So when we have people matched up, 
um, there is like a really calm, soothing pod. And you do hear people talking, but it's pleasant and you can't hear what they're saying. You can hear the murmur. You Everything is muted and soft. You can hear the murmur of conversation, but you can't hear what's saying. You can hear people laughing, but you don't know what the joke was. It's just, um, so it, it's like so something noise. like Exactly. Yeah, exactly. What about like the just, murmurs, like like conversational white noise. It's like it's like being at an airport or it's being like at a bus station or something where there's a lot going on, but it's not distracting because it, it is it's all on the same like you know tonal or or frequency. You know, but not every salon has pods. I mean, you're going to have a salon where you and your client are trying to like create this really rejuvenating, relaxing experience, and then you have like the two gigglers over there talking about you know just just having that fun, lively conversation. I think that with boundaries, <laughs> um, at least the conversation doesn't go to like the energy draining avenues, like talking about politics or talking about, you know, there's a lot of divisive stuff that people can talk about right now. And if you set up sort of this expectation of this is our time, this is our time to escape that. This is not a place to and if you if you create that environment in your salon, people will come to you to get away from that stuff. And then the people who are fed off of that negative energy will start to not feel, you know, they'll either adjust and appreciate the break or not be there. So how do you so your client comes in and they start talking politics and it's not something that you want to do? Like, like, what's your conversation with them? What's the setup there? How, how are you creating that boundary to say that this isn't the space? Well, um, I'll use psychology first. I just won't give them what they're wanting because they want an exchange and I won't give it to them. I'll just let them talk and I just stay quiet. And if there's like a, if there's, and it's a pleasant quiet, it's not a, you know, it's not a defiant quiet. It's just right. a pleasant quiet. And I'll, um, and if they, if they drift off a little bit, I'll, I'll just change the subject. Just really like, um, you know, the last time I talked to you, you were headed to, to Hawaii. How did that go? And get them talking about that. If they keep drifting back to it, I'll just say, okay, I need to hear something good now. My energy is, is falling. I need to hear something good if they want to talk. Um, and, uh, but yeah, I, ha I have a, I have a sign on my wall that says, tell me something good. That's right. a, just a reminder to turn the conversation around. Because people, they don't want to feel like that either. They just don't know what else to talk about. Um, so you can give them things to talk about. What is your favorite, favorite childhood memory? Like that's, that's one that'll get people for the rest of the, for the rest of the appointment time. I like that one, dude. What's your favorite, What's your childhood, favorite childhood, memory? childhood memory? Yeah. What is the, like, what is the best vacation that you've taken to date? Um, or like where you definitely want to go? Like, you know, I'll just get them in their imagination, I'll get that child back, you know, like the, the inner child back and like talking about like funny stuff and memories and just get them out of their head. Because sometimes people can just get into like a, just a rut of negativity and nothing brings the vibe down more than just like someone who just does not, cannot get, get that sunshine back in their life. Dude, I'm so doing that. Cause I have a client who's in the middle of a divorce 
And like, all she wants to talk about is how mean her ex-husband is. And it's a, it's so draining, you know? And, and sometimes I just stop and go like, dude, we got to move on, you know? Cause yeah. she'll get caught in like the rotation of it all. And um, I try not to engage cause how am I going to engage about her ex-husband? <laughs> you know what I mean? Here's, here's something really fun that you can use because it establishes you as like, it takes you away from the therapy guy to like the professional. And um, something that I've noticed when my clients are stressed is their scalp is tense. It's like, it'll barely move. Like if you try to move the skin on the skull, if it doesn't move, they're stressed out. If it doesn't move, you can't get volume in their hair. And I'm not kidding. So you're, you're shampooing their hair. If you try to move the scalp on the skull, and it moves, they're relaxed. And you, and then that feels good. And then um, to them, and uh, but if it's tight, so she's talking about just the rough stuff that she's going through, all that stuff. Um, if it's tight, tell her, I'm not going to be able to get volume out of your hair. Because seriously, the hair just falls flat. No matter what you do, it falls flat when the skull is, when the, the, the scalp is tight. So you can t- just take deep breaths, like just lead them into something that like helps their body relax. Um, and then, and then say, tell me something good. Mm, I want to come and get my hair done. <laughs> I know. <laughs> just, just, just by the few, few things that you said about childhood memories and things like that, or vacations and, and just thinking about it for a split second, lifted my spirits. You know what yes. I mean? Yes. Yes. It's, it's this mutual thing. And something that um, they're com- your, your clients are coming to you because they want to feel confident and they want to feel good. And they're dumping on you because you're there and you're there for a couple of hours. And I know that's a rough word, but it is like just kind of uh, an emotional dump. And, um, but that's not why they're there. So you have to lead them. You have to lead them to what they want. They don't, they don't want to feel what they're feeling. So give them a break from it. I, I like this. And like, I, I kind of get this, like, I, well, I'll just say it at the beginning. I said, I have a, a love hate relationship with boundaries. And sometimes I think we use boundaries to be a jerk or we, or we're using boundaries to be like, like, I don't want to do that. Or, or I, I don't know where I'm kind of going, but, but we kind of use it as a position. Not, yeah, exactly. Is to not, is to have a hill to die on, you know? And, mm-hmm. and, and, and I've always had like, I've had a love hate relationship with that because yeah, we need these boundaries, but also are you just being a jerk, you know, or, and are you using like, I need boundaries, you know, cause I know, I know boundaries for me now is totally different than my boundaries when I was, you know, 25 getting started because, you know, my boundaries was, I want to do everyone that I can, because guess what? I still have rent to pay and I still have a family to take care of and stuff. And, and I kind of feel like I want to just be careful as an industry that we don't say that we don't like prop up boundaries so high that it's hurting your career. At the same time, because there, there is a time in our industry where I think you have to, you've got to do whatever you need to do. And I think, uh, well, we've had life. conversation with people that off air that talked about boundaries and it was more or less, um, I'm not going to say lazy, but less things they have to do. You know what I mean? As far as customer service goes and, and in the, you know what I mean? And, and trying to make it easier on you and less, what's it? Uh, work or less providing uh, and whether it's customer service, whether it's, you know, uh, just trying to make it too easy. And and it's that they're using boundaries to, to, 
as an excuse to do those things. To not do. To, yeah, exactly. To, not to, to use boundaries to not do. So my big thing is, um, one of the things that I teach, I guess, is to think of the mutual benefit of the boundary. Um, so with us, it, we're creating this, um, this experience where people can feel confident. Uh, it takes, like, they're asking for a service and it takes a specific amount of time. So like in a two-hour in a two-hour color service, you have about 45 minutes to get the color on. It's got to process for 30. You have to have time for the masks and the, and the toners and all of that stuff. So everything is laid out. You know exactly what you need to do. And if you've ever timed all of these pieces, you know exactly what you need to do. So if somebody comes in 20 minutes late, you can't do what they're asking you to do. Like you can't, you don't have the time to let everything process the way it's supposed to process. It might end up a little brassy. You can't leave the toner on as long as it, like there are so many things that they're taking away from you that um, in your ability to serve them that you need to just set up a boundary and be like, I can't start past 15 minutes. And what that does is it allows for the people who couldn't find their keys when they walk out the door, who have a you have to take care of something that they didn't plan on taking care of right before they came. It allows for traffic. It even allows for poor time management. But 15 minutes, they just don't care about you. Or something has really happened in their day, and they need to be able to catch back up without you getting upset with them or without, you know, they need to be able to catch back up. So let's work together on this. If you're having a bad day and, you know, you got here 20 minutes late, I can't even do what I need to do for you in that time. Let's find a, a day that works better for us. You catch up on your day. Don't worry about me. I've, I've got my stuff. I've got plenty to do. Um, and then it just takes all of the weight and all of the stress off of the situation. Even if that person really needed their hair done today, obviously they really need to get their day back on track. And it's, it's fine. They can wait another couple days. So that is one of the boundaries here. And people love it because in protecting that boundary, we're also, um, we're protecting like their appointment time. So I'm not starting late for them. And I'm not stressed when they get here. It, there are so many psychological um, aspects and so many, your, your mindset has to be right. Your psychology has to be right. Everything has to be right for you to tap into that creativity because you can't tap, you can't tap into your creativity when you're stressed. You're tapping into your survival mechanisms mm. and, um, and you can't be creative when you're stressed. So there's a mutual benefit to some of these hard stances. You're 20 minutes late. I can't start. I can't do your hair. Um, if you no show me, I don't, uh, I don't charge people money when they no show people forget. Um, I don't charge them 50%. I don't get mad at them. I just give them three strikes because I understand that life happens, but when life starts happening to me, I've got to exert some control over that. So three strikes, I like it's it. extremely graceful, but when you hit it, it doesn't move at all. My boundaries are very firm, but I'm clear about it from the front on the front end, which is what makes them there's kindness to being very clear about what you expect from people. And, um, and people feel more confident doing business with you when they know what they can expect. And when they know that whenever they push, it's firm, it's solid. Um, so they trust it more. And then they start to, it, it can take one of the most disrespectful clients 
disrespectful in terms of your schedule. Um, one of the most disrespectful clients and turn them into an amazing client. It's like, I love doing her hair. I love this person, but she drives me crazy because she always shows up late. She does this. But if you can like let them know what you need from them and then they comply, you turn like a dreaded client into an awesome client. That's really great advice. You know, um, I, to, I'm going to bring it back a little bit. Um, you know, and, and you know, if that client's 15 minutes late, and and I was guilty of this early in my career. I'm not so now. Now it's my boundary to myself, which is important too. I think we need boundaries for ourselves. But is that if I have agreed to take you, if you're 15 minutes late, I'm not going to keep reminding the client that they're late. Absolutely, you know, I need to be guilty about like you've agreed to do it. Now you go and do it. Don't don't make them feel bad every two minutes that they were late or like oh I would I could do this but you were late. You know like like once you agree to do it, then that that's it. You know, so absolutely. And you give them a hundred percent and don't let it come back up. Mm -mm. Don't let it come back up. Even if they bring it up, you're like, Hey, that was, we're, we're past that. Look at, look at your hair. Ago. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> and I think Tony yeah. had a story where he was saying, where he had a bad client interaction and, and, and he was able to set some boundaries and then she ended up being a great client. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Fantastic. You know, it, cause uh, well, what happened was I ended up stopped. She, she had a bad habit of, I mean, 15, 20, 25 minutes late and then show up and, and search the salon or studio and then beg for me to do her hair. And it just, and then over time, it would just take all my energy. And I'm like, you know, I, obviously this is not going to work. I can't do your hair anymore. And then, um, and then about six months later, she came in and said, can I, can I please have one more shot? And I said, of course. And, um, uh, but she's, she's been fantastic ever since. I mean, she's, uh, you know, respectful and it's just, yeah, it, it's amazing how, uh, yeah, the, the boundaries can uh, totally change a, a draining client to an amazing client. Mm. Yeah. And they, and they can be kind and you can focus on the mutual benefit of them. And what you're doing is setting yourself up to be your best for them. And just not allowing anything to get in the way of you being your best for them. So if you if you had that client, if you were unable to um, establish trust after that, um, then you then you have you wouldn't be able to collaborate with them on their hair. So uh, trust is huge. Um, your feeling safe and feeling res uh, respected um, is huge. Because you can have somebody sitting in your chair that doesn't respect you, doesn't think that you know what you're doing, like they're kind of have, have this like um, unsure vibe the entire time moving their head, you know, so they can watch you while you're trying to do very delicate things. That's not a good match. And, um, and boundaries would protect, would protect you in, in that and also protect them from you. Because if you are getting your boundaries crossed, um, if you feel invaded, if you don't feel safe, if you don't feel like you can um, make someone happy, you set up these psychological sort of walls that do feel mean. So you can be being kind of aggressive, like guarding yourself mm -hmm. and still say yes. Or you can be like very firm, very kind, but still say no. Mm, that's good. What's the uh, what's the hardest boundary even to this day that you have uh, uphold that, 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 that you uphold? I only have five. Five boundaries? So 
I only have five. Yeah. I have more, we have more for ourselves than we do for the clients, but the five that I have for the clients, um, sort of, uh, house all the little mini things. So, um, be respectful of our schedules. Don't no show us. This is what happens when you no show us. Don't show up late. This is what happens when you show up late. Um, uh, no cell phone sounds in here. That's, that's one boundary. That's probably, um, it's unique to us. Not every salon cares. Um, and then, uh, so, uh, the last one is relax. Let me see what they are. Actually, I have a little booklet. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> um, so, I have, um, I like the no cell phone sounds though, you know? Yeah. So while we have vibrating sounds, yeah, that's fine. Cause we can't hear that. You can just hear the digital frequency. Um, no matter how low they have it, it's, so our boundaries are be independent. Like they're in charge of their own appointments. Um, there's only one way to make an appointment with us. There's only one way to communicate with us that way. We don't miss a request. Um, and we don't miss a message. Nobody feels forgotten or lost. Everybody is funneled through the same exact spot. And we, um, and that way we can take better care of our people. So be independent. We have online booking only. Um, be considerate. That's the cell phone. Be reliable. That's respecting our, um, our boundaries. Be respectful. Um, I have boundaries as far as don't sit in my pretty chairs with color on your hair. You have to stay in the pod <laughs> and then relax. Like if you can't relax, um, that's uh, it, your hair is not going to turn out good. We talked about the scalp. If you can't relax then there's something that we need to get, get to the bottom of. I like the uh, relax as a boundary, mm-hmm. right? Like that's pretty uh-huh. cool, right? Like yeah. setting up that expectation that, that this is it. It, it. The plants are here for a purpose. The, the plants are here in the, in the, in the, in the, in the mellow music is here. This is all purposeful, you know? So, so let us serve you. Atmosphere. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Let us serve you. It's about more than hair. It's always been about more than hair. Yes. Yeah, I'm already feeling relaxed just having a conversation. You know, <laughs> I know. that's amazing. And I love and I love the booklet that you created so the clients can literally. Yeah, know our boundaries. Exactly. We have three pages of organic complimentary drinks, a little who am I uh, exercise, um, a 10 minute what, breathing what exercise. The, what complimentary drinks? Are those like fruit oh. drinks, stuff like that? No, like um, we have organic teas, like from chai to turmeric lattes. We have um, organic, like wellness drinks. Um, yeah, it's it's. That's. So I have three funny. pages of it. <laughs> She's got a menu. She has a page. She has a menu. No, I I want. It's all about the experience. It's all about serving them. It's all about just like. Um, it like it's like um, a humbling aspect to like welcome people into this space, this safe space that you've created, and um, and serve them. That's awesome. any kombuchas. Yeah. Yes, <sighs> we have kombucha cocktails. I made it up. I think I made it up. I didn't hear. It. I'm sure I'm not the only one. But like, we'll just add some alcohol to your kombucha, and it's fun. It's but it's, it's not fun if you can't relax. And that's why I want it. That's one of the boundaries. Like, let us do our thing. We are, we are here to serve you. I love it. That's I lo- cool too. I love everything about, 
Uh, me too. <laughs> do you want? I I have a stylist leaving at the end of the month. I do you want to come here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's another thing. I won't hire just anybody. Like you, you basically have to feel almost like drawn here. It has to connect with a deeper part of you because the vision and the and the agenda that I have um, is it takes. It's very different, and I love it, and I and people Basically, love it, she, and it's. What she's saying is that she has boundaries for her hiring practice, and and who she. <laughs> I have boundaries for everything. There's clear boundaries right there. Right. I gotta it's, be honest I, with you, Serena. I don't know if I want to be married to you or not. I'm, I'm not sure exactly. Where those, where those no, are. because then you have somebody respecting your boundaries. It's like I do not agree with what you just said, but you are your own person, and you do you. We'll just keep a little space on this one. And it's perfect. It allows people to be who they are. I love it. Dude, that's and such a great comeback. I mean, seriously. Okay, so think about like how we typically view um, society. We view it in almost like um, a vertical hierarchy. Like this person is like this person and I'm here. And if I climb, I can you know be like this. What if we viewed it in like a horizontal hierarchy where we're not stepping on each other? We're in our own. We have our own ladder. We can climb as high as we want. We're not stepping. And the more space we create for ourselves, the more space everybody else gets. It's like there's space for everyone, but not everyone gets to be in your space. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. That was a mic drop right there. Bro, I think <laughs> That'll definitely be on the Instagram. That is definitely how we'll promote this. That is so dope. But but you're spot on. Yeah. You're spot on. Yeah, there's no doubt. Yeah, I like like I need more of her in my life because I need to remember to stay in my own uh horizontal vertical ladder space. Tony, scoot over, you're in my space. <laughs> we're not <laughs> we're not competing. I know, right? I'm, I'm getting a pod. <laughs> For real. <laughs> We're not competing with each other. We're not competing with anybody. We're all in this together. And this is fun and it's exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. I love it. The only competition is ourselves. Just be better tomorrow. Mm You know, that's yes. the company. Hey, Serena, so uh, we, we, we're, we you know, like 50 minutes into this. And like, what what's the name of your salon in Springfield? The Beauty Factory. Oh, I love that too. The Beauty mm-hmm. Factory. That's really I can cool. tell you how I came up with it. Yeah, yeah, please. Okay, so I have four little girls, and we've moved everywhere. I've done hair everywhere. Um, and anytime I would go to work, I'd be like, all right, guys, I'm going to the beauty factory. Oh. And when they started going to school, they were going to the learning factory. And so when it came time for me to name my salon, I'm like, where should I name it? Like, platinum or, you know, just trying to be cool and think. And I'm like, no, it's just always been the beauty factory. Love it. Dude, I love that. And it has, it has sentimental uh, meaning to it. Yeah, because it's with you and your little girls. I love mm-hmm. it. That's so cool. Do you have Do you have Beauty Factory uh, t-shirts? I do. You, you, Just like this. Just <laughs> yeah. the Beauty Factory. Yeah, I love that, dude. So, do you do you teach or help other uh, stylists uh, with boundaries? Do you? So in May, um, I started my Boundaries for Stylists Instagram, the one that you guys found me on, mm-hmm. um, and I just started putting the stuff out there and I'm still just putting stuff out there to see if it's like connecting with anyone because I'm five years into it. So I'm a little out of touch with the challenges of someone who doesn't have boundaries. And so I'm just trying to like put information out there, 
find people where they are and I'm still looking for them. Like I know that it's, I know that it's hitting a nerve because since May I've the, the interest and the, um, oh, well talking to you guys, like it's, it's hitting a nerve. And so, um, what I want to be able to do is to teach. I, it would be awesome to maybe do something like with like online, something like this, where I can just talk to people and interact with them and, Mm -hmm. and help them. I can teach exactly what we do here because it's ironclad. It's insane how effective, um, what I've set up here is, but it's also pretty specific. And if people don't want something so uh, specific, I can help them. I can help them in their, like where they are. So I have people cleaner. I have a cleaning company who reaches out to me to help me handle her one star reviews. Um, cause I'm good at that too. <laughs> I can, I can, um, I, so yeah, I do want to teach. I do want to do want to help people, but I'm just getting started. All right, dude, you brought it up. So now you gotta, you gotta talk about it. So, so I know, right. So, so coach, mm-hmm. what, uh, what's your, uh, what's your advice for bad reviews? Well, uh, you can view it as an opportunity for advertisement because if people read it, um, you definitely have to respond to it. You definitely can't take it personally. And if you've set things up right, um, you can stand behind whatever, whatever it was that they're complaining about. You can be like, I understand you. I hear you. Here's why this is in place. And, um, and I wish you well, like you're not going to grovel, um, if you haven't set things up right and you really made a mistake, then you need to own it. Just own it. Be humble. Be just, and keep it short. Keep everything short and don't respond to specifics. Like only respond to what they're actually saying, not specifics. Uh, as far as, um, what do you, (laughs) what do you mean her hair wasn't nice that day? You know, like whatever they're complaining about. Yeah. Just not specifics and, and be, and kind of like be humble about it, but firm, <laughs> hit him, hit him in the shins. <laughs> no, but, um, <laughs> like kind of kill him with kindness a little bit. Like I, I have, um, a one-star review where, um, I made, it was a consultation and I made somebody upset. She came in, you can feel everybody has this. This isn't some special thing. Everybody has the ability to feel someone's energy immediately. And so sometimes you can feel somebody walk in the room and be like, Oh, let's keep my eye on this one. (laughs) And, um, so she came in and, uh, and she was having a consultation with me and she was, I was asking her like what her goals were for her hair, but she was talking about her former stylist terribly. And I, um, I redirected the conversation. Well, tell me, tell me, um, what you have in mind for your hair. She went right back to talking about the stylist. And I'm like, okay, let's, um, let's be done talking about your former stylist because I'm not sure, you know, there's so many variables there, um, and things that I'm never going to have the answers to. So what I do know is that this is where your hair is now, where would you like your hair to be? And she went back to talking about her stylist. And I said, okay, well, I think I have all of the information that I need. Um, and I, best of luck, best of luck to you. And that was it. Like I just cut it off. And, um, but it was, it was like that. It was with that tone. It's, it's confident, but not aggressive. Um, and that is a little, that if sometimes that's enough, you know, the confidence is like, Oh, um, 
so she left, she sat in the parking lot and she gave me a one-star review. And, you know, I get called rude, um, you know, whatever. And I just responded and I said, I know that it was disappointing to, um, to, I, I know that your experience was disappointing, but here we, um, we won't tolerate other people tearing other people down. And when I couldn't get you to um, talk about your hair and talk about the future, um, and you continue to, to tear down your former stylist, I just know that I'm going to be next. And so I don't even want to start. I don't want to start something that I know isn't going to end well. already next at that point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I said next, colon, hence this review. I, I just didn't want to start something right. that, but we won't tolerate tearing other people down. So it's an opportunity for you to be like, you know what? No, like you can say what you need to say, but I'm going to come right back at you and just with kindness and yeah. compassion, we just don't do that here. And then some people will, um, you know, I've had a one-star review from someone who um, was 15 minutes late or 10 minutes late to her 15 minute consultation and I couldn't take her. And, um, and she got upset. And I said, I understand that you're upset. It's just that I have to protect my other clients from running late. I have to protect the experience that they have. And I can't take you if I don't have time to take you. I like how and she's so, one-star yeah. reviews and they're from clients that she doesn't even have. They're not even clients. Right. They're just people uh-huh. that like pass you by. You should street. see. You should see. I have five-star reviews and one-star reviews. Five-star reviews from people who actually come here and one-star reviews for people who have never spent a dime, never had their hair permanently altered, and never spent more than five minutes in here because <laughs> the boundaries are strong. The boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Like, but it's so much better for them to be upset that we wouldn't take them than to be upset right. that we did something they didn't like. Amen. Like, I don't want it to be about my craft. I want it to be about my, like, be on time. I want it to be about don't be, don't be hateful. Like, we, we're a safe space. And we will make you look like a million bucks, but you have to be a decent human being. Mm. Love I it. love it. Yeah. I, it's funny. Like, at the, like early in my career, like if somebody was like, I've been to every hairdresser in town and no one makes me happy. I was like, I'm going to be mm-hmm. Superman. Now I'm like, mm, it's not worth it. <laughs> I always ask them. I'm like, so what makes me different? Why do you think I'm different? Ooh. Like, well, hold on. That's, that's your normal conversation or that's like your, or that's if like somebody, your, no, I've asked somebody, I've no, asked but, somebody, but, but, but that's in response to like, I've been to everybody in town. Yes. I've been, nobody can make me happy, whatever. I'm like, well, what makes you think that I'm going to be different? Mm, I like that. You know, and because these, even, we always have like, we, we always get like, nobody can do my hair right. I've got a hairdresser in New York that always does. And you're like, go back to New York. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And the thing is, is like what they're not, and I'll educate them. Like what, what you're forgetting is that it took you probably three times to get that rapport with that, with that person. So if you're expecting like a long-term relationship with a, on the first appointment, you're not going to get that. That magic is created through trust. And it takes about three times of me getting to know your hair because I'm going to be very gentle at first. And so I might not quite get you where you need to be, but at least I didn't burn your hair. But now I know, and you come back in and we're working together and communicating and then I nail it. And so um, it just takes a little bit of like that back and forth, uh, that back and forth time to develop that relationship. I promise it's worth it. That's awesome. I want to get my hair done by you. Do you do beards? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I 
Hey, so no. go ahead. You're up. I was saying, so how can our listeners learn more about boundaries? Well, I talk about boundary culture on Boundaries for Stylists, um, the Instagram account. I am uh, starting to write blogs on boundariesforstylist.com, just my thoughts. I'll have thoughts. I don't have anywhere to put them. But uh, the other day, one of my stylists had a question about, um, because one of the requirements here also is, uh, one of the boundaries is to listen to your body. If, you're, if you know that it's not going to be a good fit, but you don't have the words, like, I don't know why. I just, I just know that then trust that because if you don't trust your body, you're going to regret it later. It's, it's every single time we haven't trusted like our, like that energetic response. Um, we've regretted it. It has, it, it, it has ended and we didn't get to control the narrative. That's, that's the big thing. You never want to make people feel bad. You never want to make them feel rejected. So you need to control the narrative while it's still safe and it's not personal. And that's before they get into your chair. But if you don't listen to that, they get into your chair and then you run into what you were afraid you were going to run into. But now you know like what it is. Um, And then it's kind of like sticky getting out of that, out of that relationship. So something that, that people, something that, tell me what the question was again, because I got I go on. Yeah, no, no, it's all good. It, it was just how how can our listeners learn more about you? Learn You're more about boundaries. Oh yeah, yeah. I was talking about what blogs I write. Okay, yeah. So I wrote a blog about um, should you should you uh, fire a client who doesn't tip well? The short answer is no. You can read the blog for why, but um, that, I think that's a jerk move. But um, I uh, boundariesforstylist.com. I'm just gonna I'm gonna start. Um, building resources that people can use. Um, if, but if they interact with me and kind of like, let me know what speaks to them and, um, and that way I can kind of help them one-on-one people reach out to me in the DMS often. And I like that. I like being able to help people, uh, through just something really quick, handling one star reviews, handling a client that they, that makes them feel bad, like makes them feel like they're not good at their job. Um, just interact with me there and I'll, uh, I'll let you know what I got going on. That's awesome. When I've got it going on. Miss Serena Woods, thank you for giving us some, your time. Thank you for, uh, for, for sharing your information and your story and all that good stuff. And we just really appreciate you, uh, you hanging out with us for this last hour. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. thank, thanks for hanging out and Miss Serena Woods. Thank you so Woods, much. Thank you very, very much for joining us on your day off. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, share it with friends, give us a rating, and drop a review. To listen to all the latest podcasts, please subscribe from your favorite podcast outlet. And to stay connected on and off the show, you can follow us at Hairdistry on Instagram and all other social media platforms. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time. Peace and love.